Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is our to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. 785-537-1350 is the phone number to call and do the show. Also send us in whatever you got to say if you want to via Twitter at Mitch the Fort at the game KMAN. Plus, if you missed any of the first hour, check out our podcast, newsradiokman.com. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Just search for the game KMAN. Always keep up with what's going on with the game with K-State Athletics. So to come here in hour two, we're going to talk about a uh, a recruit for basketball that is arriving later today. Number one song of the day in Ask Us Anything. We'll be joined by Julius Prince here in just a moment. But to kick things off, remember on Thursday we have our annual The Game Draft. All of us, and I'm working on some special guests to join us in studio as well, to join us for a four-round snake draft. And every year, you know, the, the subject is always different. The theme is always different. Last year was fast food. We've done one around music. We've done uh, TV sitcom characters once upon a time. But I got to thinking, you know, we've never done one around movies, and we've Hmm. never done one around a specific decade. Hmm. So I wanted to wrap it all into one. So this year's The Game Draft will be taking place this Thursday in the second hour. I've decided to do... 90s movies. And the way it works is we'll all make our picks. There'll be four rounds, so we all get four picks. And once we make our picks, we'll put the teams on social media. And the people will let us know who drafted the best team. And this year will just be simply 90s movies. And in my opinion, the 90s were the best decade for movies. Do you have something to say, Troy? The 80s was the best. Thank you. The 80s. Yes. The 80s. The 90s has great movies, too, but the 80s ruled. Breakfast Club. St. Elmo's Fire. You Okay, stop. You Bull went St. Elmo's Fire, number two on your list. No, I'm just listing off, na- uh, giving you names. Bull Durham. Goodfellas. Major League. Goodfellas. I... Yeah, I mean the 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 list that you could come up with: Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, oh my God, the '80s was tremendous. Raiders. 
Oh, yeah. E.T. Empire Strikes Back. Aliens. The 80s were the best for music. I also agree there. Five, three, seven, thirteen. Back 50. to the future. Which decade was better for oh movies? Eighties or nineties? Coming to America. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, the the list is unreal. I mean, I'm going to have to dig on the IMDb to refresh my nineties movies well, memories. You guys should have given me ideas. The nineties has a lot of good. <laughs> well, contenders, once again, though. Mitch Fortner programs uh-huh, the entire two uh-huh, hours. Uh-huh. So. You snooze, you lose. It's going to be 90s. Okay. Pulp Fiction's great. Yes, it is. You want to keep going? With the 90s? I mean, you got like Jurassic Park. He's trying to no-sell it. I know. No. Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is great. Best sequel of all time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when when you realize the place I saw that is now a church. (laughs) Here in town. Yeah, it's that's still <laughs> weird to me. Nineties movies, okay. Thursday, okay. The early nineties, like the early to mid nineties, is better than the late nineties for sure. Would you say the best overall year for movies? It's probably like ninety three or ninety four for sure. Whenever people list off movies from the 90s, you typically gravitate towards everything. You know, Shawshank in 94. I think Jurassic Park right. was 94. Forrest Gump was 94. Pulp Fiction right. was 94. I mean, you make you guys make a great argument that the 80s were fantastic for movies. But I picked 90s. Okay. Cool. Trey Bounds not even be here anyway. He's going to ditch us for Fallout. <laughs> I know. I know. I could contribute what I can, you know. I have big opinions about this kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, somebody I'm sure that hasn't watched too many 80s movies in his time, maybe he has, Julius Brents, what he's focused on right now is um, the NFL draft. Starts on Thursday. 7 o'clock is when the first team is on the – it's the Panthers, right? Yes. Panthers' first team on the board – or on the clock, rather. Yes. For Thursday's first round of the NFL draft. Julius Brents, as of a week or two ago – According to ESPN's Todd McShay, is now the 27th best overall player available for the draft. He now joins us on the game. Julius, last time we saw you was at Pro Day about three or four weeks ago here in Manhattan, and you had your left hand all bandaged up. How is the how's the hand doing? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Just recovering from something I had, you know, I hurt during the season, so... I had to just get a little procedure done, clean it up, and yeah, we're all good to go now. Okay, so what have the last three weeks been like for you? Is it a ton of training along with talking to NFL teams? Yeah, it's just been pretty busy, man, as far as me just traveling, you know, uh, being with different organizations, um, having Zoom calls, you know, so just getting a little bit more personable with the teams. So you, you mentioned you just had to have a procedure done. Did, have you dealt with many injuries at all during your career? I don't remember you being too banged up. No, not really. No, I haven't missed a game in the past three years. So especially at Kansas State, you know, I haven't missed a game. Yeah, you know, it's just football. You know, you never really play football. You school things in there. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this is going to be a very big week for you Thursday. The NFL draft starts in Kansas City. 
I'm sure a lot of K-State fans will be there in attendance. And uh, your name has certainly risen in the ranks of you know the top players available. Todd McShay, I noticed last week, I even tweeted about it. As a K-State fan, it really catches your attention because K-State hasn't had a first-round pick since 2009, where Todd McShay now has you 27th best overall. I took a guess, and I could you know, maybe think of why scouts and why teams are projecting to be so high, why they love you so much. Have you heard anything specific about why you are now getting that kind of attention as a first-round, potentially, first-round guy? I mean, obviously, you turn the film on. Uh, I would just say, like, simply, I'm a, I'm a dog, man. The guy who, you know, he could compete his ass, excuse me, compete his butt off every single play. Um, you know, just a passion for the game, man. Obviously, you know, just those tangibles that you love to see. You know, the guy getting the thing as far as, you know, my win. You know, just my athletic ability, uh, my smarts for the game, you know. I would say that's one thing I'm being able to showcase now, which is being able to meet with a lot of different teams and talk to them firsthand, just my knowledge within the game. Um, obviously, I have a lot more improvement. You know, the teams keep learning and growing, but I'm a smart football player as well. And uh, when you when you mix that in together with the athletic ability and just you know, as a football player, you know, it's you know, I feel like I'm a great prospect for a lot of different schemes and teams. Are teams also liking your size? Uh, you know, how tall you are? You're six three, six four, and also your length, just your your wingspan and all that. For you know, um, definitely, you know, the game's changing a lot. you got a lot of a lot of big receivers out there that are moving like the smaller guys, fast, quick twitch, um, real good hips. You know, definitely you want guys who can go out there and compete with them just as long, just as fast, and can move as well, lateral quickly. So definitely that's the thing that's, you know, I would say is, is a big you know, plus for me as well, having the size. So Felix, Andy D.K. Uzama is 33rd at 32nd, according to ESPN, is Quentin Johnston of TCU. Was he the toughest wide receiver to cover during their time, or would you give that honor to somebody else? No, nah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've played against a lot of good receivers uh, here in the Big 12, and also just uh, it's my college career, you know, start up at U.S. Iowa B. I would say um, Quentin's definitely in that top tier. Just the past few years in the Big 12, I would say he's one of the better receivers I've seen. You know, if we go back to the uh, the Big 12 championship game and the last couple of plays on that overtime defensive possession where TC ran the ball twice, just tried to run it in up from the goal line, we really, I don't know if we've heard your perspective of those two plays because I think on both, like you're on the right side for one, on the left side for the other, kind of out on an island with Quentin Johnston. Did you ever think, man, this ball could be coming my way, I got to make a play? Did you think they might be run plays? What what, what was your going through your mind during those plays? Uh, definitely, man. For me, it was just, you know, uh, whatever the call was that was made, just executing. That's the best of my ability. So we had a couple, you know, some man pressure. So now it's, I'm completely locked in and, and doubted on my no down guard. And that's the type of mentality I have every single play. You know, you never know when a ball may be coming your way. And in my opinion, you can agree or disagree. Quarters are the hardest position in football, physically wise. You know, it's a lot of different. You know, Josh, quarterback as well, whatever, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. But corner, man, you just never know when the ball's coming your way. So you got to have that intentional focus, you know, being locked in. But, um, yeah, when there was one where I was kind of on the right side, I was able to kind of see everything play out in front of me, kind of came off the ball pretty slow, notice some run play. And, uh, just seeing my D-line up front, man, going to hunt, you know, our second tier to linebackers, man, just just, just – to stop me, it was it was crazy, you know, feeling I'll never forget. Uh, man, just so proud of my guys, just going through that moment, that whole long season. But, yeah, just to answer your question, you never know the ball's coming your way when you play in corner. So, on that, that is, you know, just being locked in, for sure. My favorite noise is a crowd pop. The moment a crowd just responds at one time in a big cheer for something you guys did. Do you recall the loudest moment you ever experienced at Bill Snyder Family Stadium or anywhere in the country that stands out above the rest? Hmm. I'm trying to think a specific one. It was, 
it's crazy, you know. I give so much every time people ask. I give so much credit to our fans, best fans in the nation. The way they travel, um, just it was some games where we was away, it felt like it was home games. So I mean, it's a lot of different scenarios. Like TV, where it was crazy loud. Like Oklahoma State was one um, with Deuce had the big long run. Um, Kansas game, this past year, Big Twelve championship. Uh, that felt almost like a home game. Of course, you know they had a lot of fans here with it being in Texas. I can't really pinpoint one specifically, man. There's so many different examples I could give you, but uh, man, it just gives us kudos to our to our uh, to our fans, man. Just traveling and sticking with us throughout the long season we have. Speaking with K State corner Julius Prince here on the game, so let's let's jump back to the draft here. Potentially, you'll be hearing your name in a few days by the commissioner in Kansas City. But you mentioned you got a lot of Zoom calls. You're talking to a lot of teams. Who have you been talking to lately? Is there anybody out there when it comes to the teams or the franchises you've been talking to that have been very serious conversations that are kind of maybe thinking they are leaning towards taking you? Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to really pinpoint it. You actually, you know, you never really know how to play out. Um, I've had a lot of different, you know, conversations with a lot of different people, a lot of different organizations. Uh, I pretty much met with every single team, so that's, you know, pretty intriguing. So it's it's kind of up in the air to see how it'll play out for me. Uh, but, you know, any any organization, man, it's going to be a blessing. You know, just just humbly just coming with my head down and getting to work, you know, exactly the position I got in that, in that spot. You know, it's about working. So I'm really just looking forward to it, but I couldn't really say it's one in particular that's kind of standing out to me. Since you are from Indianapolis, if there was the dream, right, would it be to be a Colt, or do you have another favorite team? <laughs> Growing up, man, I've always, you know, loved the Colts. Been a Colts fan my whole life. Um, I, like I said, though, now at this point, man, wherever it would, honestly, it would be a blessing. You know, whoever does call my name, that's what I'm just looking forward to the most. Yeah, it would be crazy to play for my home team. You know, just growing up a Colts fan, the Peyton Manning area, Bob Sanders, and all that, but. Man, at this point, I'm just looking so forward, you know, to the opportunity to just hear my name called, wherever it is, man, it's, it's going to be my new favorite team. So was, <laughs> it, was Peyton Manning your favorite player, or do you have another favorite Colt of all time? Man, growing up, you know, I'm the defensive guy. I love Peyton, but growing up, my favorite player was always Bob Sanders. Okay. Just like his motor, and you turn on the tape, man, you don't really got to say a whole lot about his game. So love Bob Sanders growing up. Still one of my favorite players to this day. Did you get to go to a lot of Colts games growing up? Not a whole lot. I went to a couple. Um, I definitely went to a couple of the games, especially around the time when we had Andrew Luck as well. But uh, yeah, man, been going. You know, been the Colts fan my whole life, and love. You know, just just being in that atmosphere now is just crazy. It's a little surreal, you know, to be in that position. You know, guys who I grew up looking up to, and now being in the same position as them is just absolutely a blessing. Was it pretty surreal being able to do combine stuff? At Lucas Oil Stadium, are you a fan, by the way, of that of the new Colts Stadium? I know it's been there for a while, but yeah, I love Lucas Oil. You know, it's I feel like it's a testament to why you know you have a lot of different you know events that come through Indianapolis. You know, whether it's Final Fours or you know the Combine's been there for so many years now. Um, so yeah, I love the stadium, but yeah, it was for me, it was kind of like a home home game type feeling. It gave me a lot of just a lot of juice, just. The anxiety kind of wasn't really present for me. It was just, man, it's just time to go. You know, I have a lot of my family there who was cheering me on in the stands. It was great. It was a great feeling. Definitely being, you know, do it in my hometown and do it in front of my family as well. I've been a part of it. Well, I know Felix has the the blessing, I guess, to since it's in Kansas City. I know he hasn't been invited, and uh, but you know he's a Kansas City kid, so he'll be able to watch the draft from ten miles down the road or something like that. What do you have planned to do to watch the draft? 
yeah, I'm just going to do it here, you know, back in Indy. This is my family, you know, the ones who, uh, you know, just been supporting me on this long journey, journey my whole life. Um, man, you know, they sacrificed a lot for me for just to be in this position. So it's going to be great for me just to bring it in with them, just friends and family out here back at home and uh, just waiting for my name to be called. Well, and to wrap up here, Julius, and I appreciate your time looking at next year for K-State as you move on, along with Echo. And Echo now has a chance. He's really – you know his stock has really been boosted with Absolutely. his workouts, and he really showed off his blazing speed during the pro day. He's in now the top two hundred and fifty according to ESPN. I think he could definitely be a seventh round type of guy. But next year for K State, who are the you know the guys behind you that played behind you last year? Who are going to be the next dogs there at corner for K State? Absolutely, you know um, I would say for us at Kansas State, man, we just we breed the excellence, you know the the de- developmental you know aspect of the game. A lot of guys who are going to be competing in that back end, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for every single one of them. You know, we got the guys, youngers, like the um, Omar Daniels. Really intriguing what he's going to do. Definitely Jacob Parrish. My guy, uh, Jordan Wright. And we got a new guy in, uh, William Lee. I think his nickname's like the Blink. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of good competition, man. And, you know, they're going to always make each other better. So I'm looking forward to all those guys, man. Definitely in the back end and on offense. You know, young guys like R.J. Garcia, I think he's going to be a guy this year. Uh, a lot of different names, who I could say, but, uh, man, just looking forward to, you know, seeing the cast on the field in 2023. Julius, as we wrap up, I just want to leave you with this. K-State's never had two players drafted in the first round of the same draft, so hopefully you and, and Felix have the opportunity to share that honor, but I know you're going to be early pick anyway, and you're going to make a ton of money during your NFL career, so best of luck to you. Really appreciate your time. And uh, hope to hear your name called very early on Thursday or Friday. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks again for having me on, man. And uh, go Cats. Once again, K-State corner, soon to be NFL corner, Julius Brins joining us here on the game. Again, Adam, or uh, check that. Uh, Todd McShay has him as the 27th best overall player in the NFL draft. Not too far behind him. Felix Andy DK Uzama at number 33. We'll take a break when we come back. Latest on K-State basketball recruiting. It sounds like a recruit will be in town later today. That's next. Travion's just pushing his agenda that the 80s were the best decade for uh, movies. You know, and I was looking up, you know, more movies and stuff, and I was like, man, you know, the 90s does have a lot of my favorite stuff in it, too. Dazed and Confused, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City, Clerks. I, I, you guys put me on tilt when you gained up on me. It's been a while since I've been on this show being, uh, you know, it's two on one and I'm the one. Um, I, I did put on Twitter. I started, first of all, I'll get to that here in a second, but I did kind of do some research. I was like, you know, what did like the experts think? And it's like, it's all over the board. Like <laughs> 70s, 80s, 90s, people are saying 2000s is the best. It just kind of depends on who you are, I suppose. I did put it out there at the game came and I put the poll up. Done a while, been a while since we've done a poll. Uh, what was the best decade for movies? 71% of the votes so far say the 90s. And that's at the game came in on Twitter. I decided earlier today that our our draft on Thursday in the second hour will be 90s movies, and these two just, uh, it's 80s. 80s the best decade. Come on. Come on. Even Trey did the research. He's like, yeah, it's 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 90s. There's a good case for every decade, I think, except for like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Pre-50s, I guess. <laughs> Not a Westerns guy, huh? Eh. I guess Westerns would have been more 50s, 50s 60s. 50s and 60s, yeah. yeah. Westerns, I like Westerns. Westerns are pretty cool. You know what else I like? Big-time recruits. Amen. Picking the cats. I'm all on board all day, and so is Trey. There's been an update with the draft stuff, if you want to hear about it, Oh, too. yeah. Go ahead. Let's get to that. Because yeah, I got go an email from the NFL people. So He's talking to the NFL. No. I mean, so the first day, it says the draft experience, which I don't know really what that means, but I guess it's for like the people that are there. Yeah, activities to do. Yeah, Right. That starts at noon. And then the first round begins at seven, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then there's no direct time for the bands now. It's just saying post draft rounds, um, concert series starting. You know. Yeah, I mean, and post draft round, you know, I don't know what the laws are in Kansas City and right. Kansas City, Missouri. But I remember. So I mean, it's in the same. I think it's in the same areas like where Rockfest was, right? Yes, right. It, it is. It's literally the same land. And I knew Rockfest had curfews. They had to be done by a certain time. I don't know if they've thrown an amendment in there to where the draft with all its festivities and hundreds of thousands of people it's potentially bringing in. Go as late as you want. Just give us that money. Right. Usually most curfews for venues and stuff is usually 11. So I think Rockfest used to wrap up at 11. Right. Hmm. Draft is going to go longer than that, I think. Just a touch. Maybe. Then it's looking Especially about the, with the concert. It's looking about the same on that Friday too, and then um, the third day is looking way earlier with it being at nine a.m., eleven a.m., and probably with it wrapping up at around a little early afternoon. Okay. Well, I appreciate that update. You learned a little bit there, right? So, yeah, expect the same thing for Molly Crew. The thing is, you know, Friday. Well, that'd also be kind of a prime time start, wouldn't it? Because it, maybe it's it might be a tad bit earlier. Yeah. Not seven. Maybe it starts six or something. But that'll move. The thing is, the second and third rounds will be Friday, <laughs> and those those will tend to go a little bit. I bet it'd be around the same time. It is odd that both Fallout Boy and Motley Crue on their social media have been pushing like the ads with ten o'clock as the time, though. Mm. Which I don't know why. If they don't, you know, know for sure. Also, uh, looking at it being 6 o'clock on Friday for the start of rounds two and three. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if I'm especially since I want to go to Omaha and catch the show, which I'm sure it'll be pretty much the same show as what we got at Kauffman Stadium last year. But I like the idea now that Molly Crew will be headlining and they're at night. They're the last band like they should be other than Def Leppard. And also, I love Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper opening, that'll be pretty dope. I think they should get one more band. Ticket sales, I think, would be a little bit better if they did and make it <laughs> more of a thing like they had this past summer with Poison and Joan Jett. Who would you think, who would you like to see in that lineup? Oh, God. There's so many bands. If I had a choice, and this is just based on bands from that era that I want to see, I'd go with White Snake. But I know they're wrapping up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say they're wrapping up their farewell tour, so I don't know. But I think that'd be perfect. I would go, I'd put Alice Cooper on first, White Snake second, and then go Def Lep and Molly Crew. Simple. That'd Fair. be a badass show. Would be awesome. 
I'd like that. I think I like that a little bit more than Poison Joan Jet. I like Joan Jet a lot more than Poison. I'd like to see Joan Jet just in like a theater setting. She played the. Uh, I remember. Boy, this may have been eight or nine years ago. She played the Kansas State Fair. Oh, really? So I think that may have I been more of an intimate type of setting. I don't know how big that venue is in Hutch at the fairgrounds. But she did that, and our, you know, Sean Rock used to work here, met her, and that would have been pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've looked up the State Fair lineup so far. It's terrible. What is it? Rob Schneider. <laughs> and that's about it. I, I didn't know anybody else. Wow. I was like, who are all these people? And that's probably like halfway done. They're still working on booking people. Right. And they got time to right. do it. Because it won't be till later on anyways. But. Rob Schneider was the big headline announcement so far, and people were like... What's he going to do? We couldn't get David Spade? <laughs> right. Is he going to do stand-up? I'll tell you what. When he did the Adam Sandler thing and started singing, I was like... And he was funny. He was good. I was like, okay. Like, I, I bet he puts on a good show. Puts is, on a good set. Is L. King going to be there, his daughter? Because that would make sense. You just mentioned somebody I'm sure 95% of our audience have never heard of. What? X's and O's? That was a huge song. She's big in the country music game right now. I did, not realize, yeah. that, I did not realize that she was his daughter. Yeah. I, did, I, have no yeah. Idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't I don't know who she is. I'm not, no, I'm not in the country game. I don't know anything about it with the current stuff. What's the uh, Tennessee whiskey? Yes, <laughs> Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton, that's right. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. Uh, let's let's get back to the recruiting oh, here for K State. The latest um, got a couple of commits, guys that have been on K State's big board, I suppose that we can uh, now take off of that board. Caden uh, Shedrick, who was a big that K State was looking at from Virginia, at least to our knowledge, was uh, he's not coming to K State. He is committed to Texas. That's fine, whatever. Uh, Aaron Estrada, a guard. Uh, who is transferring from Hofstra. He actually announced his commitment like a week early. He said he was going to announce on the 29th, and instead did it a couple of days ago, and he ends up picking Alabama. Not a shocker. That was expected. No big deal. I think the top two on our list are still up for grabs. And, of course, Max Acemas from Oral Roberts, who has just visited Texas and has already visited K-State. And then you have Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry just recently checked out Ole Miss – uh, there are a couple of other schools on his list, including Florida, you have Texas Tech, and then, of course, Ole Miss. It feels like it's down to those four, and he is scheduled to arrive in Manhattan today. As I said earlier, and I've said this many times, when that recruit gets the campus, advantage K-State. K-State has done an incredible job with making the pitch and talking to these recruits and convincing them that Manhattan – Kansas is the place to be. And there's no doubt about this last place it was the place to be. I don't think a lot of places at all rivaled what K-State home games were last year with the environment, and not only the environment, the show that was put on by the Wildcats. The most entertaining basketball when it comes to what a team could do with the highlight plays, nobody rivaled K-State last year. It was the place to be. Tyler Perry I'm a huge fan of. Uh, first of all, the name is uh, attention-grabbing because we think of, like, Medea in those movies. Tyler Perry, the director and the actor. Yes, yes. Uh, the guy makes Buku Bucks and is extremely talented. Well, I like talent. 
Tyler Perry also fits in that category because he's a point guard, 5'11", with one year of eligibility remaining, reigning defending Conference USA Player of the Year. After a couple of years at JUCO, he was Coffeyville Community College, and then two years at North Texas. I'm a big fan of him. He fills a pretty big void when it comes to what K-State is losing, I think, on both ends of the floor. Because of the three guards that have been brought up with Ace Miss Estrada and Tyler Perry, to me, he's the best defender of the three. And then if you look at his numbers offensively, yes, he does fill a void as well. 17 points a game. He had a season-high 35 last year. And also, he's an f- excellent three-point shooter. 42% last season, and he was making three three-pointers a game. He would take about seven and make three of them a game. That is an excellent clip. Would absolutely take that. But I do love that he's a defender as well. That is more of a total package. Uh, with Aismas, you have more of a better – he's a better scorer, both from three-point – not so much from three-point range, but driving inside, scoring the two is very good. But, you know, Tyler Perry is also a great free-throw shooter at about 88%. Uh, that's what you're wanting when you're looking to replace – a guy like Marquise Noel, the greatest point guard in K-State history, when you're replacing him and you get got a guy that shoots the three well, he's going to lead your team up and down the floor, up the floor every time offensively with the ball. He's going to run that offense. He'll rebound a little bit for you. The thing you just can't replace, though, is obviously the assists. Mm-hmm. And honestly, with Tyler, I, I wish his assist numbers were a little bit more because his assist numbers are a little bit close to the turnover numbers. A shade under two with the turnovers, but just a shade over two with the assist. You'd like to see a little bit more gap there, especially with a point guard, especially with a 5'11 point guard. The size doesn't matter. Drum Tang will take basically any size. Size doesn't matter. He can work with any. After you work with Marquise Noel, right. you can work with yeah, any right. kind of size. Yeah. And he's even told us that on this very show that he'll take a whole bunch of Marquise Noels as long as they can do what Marquise Noel does. The size is just size. This kid can go make plays. He'll go make plays. I'm a huge fan of Tyler Perry. Huge fan of Max Asmus. Jury's still out on Max. He's still making his decision after the visit to Texas, and his recruitment has been a bit slow, it feels like. Not a lot is getting out there when it comes to what he is personally putting out there with his decisions on what he wants to do, the schools it's down to, when he wants to make that decision, it'll come when he comes with Max. But would love to have him. Definitely would love to have Tyler Perry. Feels like he is now second on the list. He is up there when it comes to best players in the portal right now. He is one of the best players in the portal. One year of eligibility remaining, he'll fill a lot of voids that K-State needs but I think a huge step is having him on campus now. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, I don't know if he's here yet, but he will. He's supposed to be here tonight. And I know Manhattan, Kansas, and K-State fans would love to have the guy, and I would feel pretty confident in saying if he were to pick K-State and start playing the purple, we would not be disappointed by what he would do for K-State. Big-time recruit. A lot of people want him. When it's against Florida, Ole Miss, and Texas Tech, I really like K-State's chances with him I would give K-State now that he's going to be visiting the Wildcats and visiting Manhattan I give K-State the upper hand and the advantage of landing Tyler Perry let's take a break coming up next number one song of the day for Troy after this (laughs) 
live one here. From 1989, it is Troy's favorite song, Bat Dance by Prince. I wouldn't go so far as calling it my favorite song. One week at number one. Singer, songwriter, musician, record producer from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, Troy is acting out every part of this song. He is lip syncing. This is Troy's go-to karaoke song. (laughs) It just, how many times I've heard it, man. How many times I've heard it. Well, I'll get to, you know, the details are interesting about this oh, song. Oh, God, yes. I, I think, in a way, there was a bullet that was dodged. And I'll get to that here in just a second. But Prince, I mean, what can you say about the guy? Not only a wide range of vocals, wide range of genres. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite thing about him, though, is he always used the color purple. That was his, one of his looks, you know, or part of his look. And in 1993, in a dispute with Warner Brothers, ends up changing his name to a symbol. The love symbol. Kind of referred to him as the artist formerly known as Prince at that point. How would you describe... Is there a way to describe the symbol? Is there an official name for it? No, there isn't. He always Um, said it was the unpronounceable symbol. Yeah, uh, it was basically the gist of it. It's basically like the male and female symbols merged together. Okay. Well, he sold a whole bunch of records, over $100 million, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. Unfortunately, in April of 2016, Prince passed away at the age of 57 after an accidental overdose on fentanyl at his home. All the years of his active performing that... Number one, just as active as he was, takes a toll on a body. But then on top of it, how many times he was doing that in heels. And that added up to the point that in his later days, people thought it was more a prop than what it really was. And that was he was showing up at events with Kane. Right. He had terrible knee issues. Yep. Yep. He really tore himself up, and unfortunately, to try and deal with that was taking the opioids. Yeah. While you guys were talking about that, I got some breaking news from my uh, wrestling, one of my wrestling sources. CM Punk is backstage at Monday Night Raw. If you're a wrestling fan, wow, that is pretty insane news. But, you know... Does he no longer have a deal with AE? Oh, he's still uh, he's still employed by AEW. Oh boy, that is a very interesting story. Anyway, well, CM Punk up until a year and a half ago was in a major lawsuit. Yeah, with WWE. Yeah. Anyway, had a huge falling out nine years ago. Forty-two studio albums for Prince. Forty-two. 31 top 40 hits. This is his fourth of five number ones. So this is from his 11th studio album called Batman. Actually. Actually. Yeah. Batman. I know. 
There are actually two soundtracks Correct. to this 89 film. One by Danny Elfman, who did like the instrumental music work for the movie. The score. And, and, and is the uh, man behind Oingo Boingo. Oh, yeah. He's done all of Tim Burton's movies, it seems Yeah, like. Tim Burton, the director, asked Prince, like, hey, could you produce some music for us for the movie? And Prince was like, after watching the, a rough cut of the movie, he's like, yeah, man, I got some ideas. And he, he came at him with, like, eight. Yeah. Eight songs to throw into the movie. So Tim listens to him, and he's like, I like some of these. Some of them I don't like. The thing is, there were six Prince songs used in Batman. You had The Future, Vicky Waiting, Electric Chair, Party Man, Trust, and Scandalous. All made for the movie. Mm-hmm. Bat Dance was not used for the movie. And I gotta say, I think they dodged a major bullet. Because if this song was moved, used in the movie, I mean, all I'm picturing is like, not necessarily Prince, I'm thinking of like Michael Jackson, as in like in superhero form, like doing the pelvic thrusts and you get pow, bing. In like, you know, the 60s Batman graphics. They didn't even go that route in the video for this song. And then like, but the thing is like, if this, I think that if this song was in the movie, it's not so much an action hero or a superhero, it turns into a three ring circus. Yeah. Do you want to know a fun fact? So I guess the producers for this film, when they were trying to figure out like who they wanted to do the soundtrack, they actually did approach Michael Jackson first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to do it. And then they, I don't think he was, like, fully swayed by it. Then they tried to bring the idea of Prince and Michael working on it together. That got shot down real yes. quick. But obviously Prince was with Warner Brothers, so he was the safer choice because they were already making the movie with right. Warner Brothers. Well, okay, why was it shot down real quick? Who made the call there? Uh, that would probably be Michael Jackson's folks. But well, both I sides also, are yeah. yeah. Both sides Prince, had a pretty good rivalry built up. Every like every time Michael would try to work with Prince, Prince was not you know into it. You know, for the show's sake, I wish there was a big rivalry there for some reason because obviously Trey, big Mike Jack guy, Troy is the Prince fan. Prince I'm a big Prince fan. fan too. I'm a big Prince fan too. Not to the point of owning the bootlegs that I own, but you know. Oh sure. I'm, I'm yeah. You probably yeah. Okay. So the music collection is a bit heavy. I will admit that. Of course, Batman. It made a ton of movie in the box office. Oh. 250 million. I mean, that's just insane money. Of course, for 1989. Between the movie, this video on MTV, and the song itself on radio, it was inescapable. The thing is, like, once the movie was out of theaters. This wasn't a part of the part of the soundtrack. It started to lose airplay. Now this is very interesting because, so around this time, there were these CDs being released. Turn down a little bit. Called gold discs. What gold discs were is basically it was a, you know, all the number one songs put on CDs. And disc jockeys would sometimes, because this was like the first song of a track. And with these CDs, you could just play song after song. You got banger after banger, but sometimes they would forget to stop the CD, and this song would actually accidentally play. So if you ever heard this song, 8990, on the radio, it was probably played on accident because of these CDs. Mm -hmm. Out of all of Prince's major hits, I've never understood this one. I've, really? I've never gotten into it. I just, every no, time either. I hear it, the beginning of it, I skip it immediately. <laughs> as much as anything, 
it was the driver. It, it was a driver to get you to go to the movie. Right. And the right. video was very much that same way. Right. right. I mean, that's oh, that, I, it, it, it is a vehicle for promotion. I mean, today, does the song... By far and away. Does the song stand the test of time? I wouldn't imagine. So, like, for a new audience, probably nobody's really getting into it. It's a pretty... It's pretty 80s, and it's kind of oh, it's kind I mean, of corny. It reminds me of Paul Abdul and Janet Jackson, that right. kind of pop. Well, and in fact, I'm sitting yesterday doing some reading early morning. Monica's not up yet, and I had the uh, had on some 80s tracks going, and, and Paula Abdul Opposites Attract comes on. And I'm like, man, if that isn't a song of the 80s right there. Right. By you the know, way, I mean, that just... Wow. Good, good time to update that, that Janet Jackson show is a week from tomorrow. I know. That's insane. Now, did you, Trey, get your meet and greet? I did. Nice. It was very expensive. Taxing. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask how much it was? Maybe not on the air, but <laughs> I'll tell you off the air. That's all right. You can tell us if you want. <laughs> Makes it's for good radio. There. It's up there. All right. Write down on a piece of paper and slide it over to me. Okay. <laughs> Just remember, this is what he works overnights for. <laughs> I'm very intrigued to see this number. Oh my! That's a uh -huh. that's a <laughs> decent chunk of change. God! But this you know, kid is a big fan I, of the Jacksons. I got it. I got Every it. dime is worth it. It's the only shot I'll have, so it's just like you know. And you've met know. how many of the Jacksons? Um, I just met his daughter in passing. Michael's. Once. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen the Jacksons live at the Apollo Theater in 2012. Ooh. Okay, let me Ooh. ask you this. How much did that ticket go for? It was like 100 bucks. Oh, hell. Yeah. yeah. That it, wasn't that definitely doable. I, yeah, surprisingly cheap. And there's for not the a Apollo? bad seat. Yeah, there's not a bad seat in the house in the Apollo. So. I was going to say, I, I've never been there. I've been by it right there on the edge of Harlem, New York City, Troy. Mm -hmm. I'm aware. Okay. Dude, I know where the Apollo is. But uh, I the thing they always do though is like the auditions or what do they call it? Open mic. Yes. Open yeah, mic yeah. night at the amateur Apollo. night at the amateur Apollo. night. That's it. And that like the uh, the process to just get on that show is tough. It's heck of an audition process. Yeah, and they are not afraid to boo you off the stage. Yeah, mm -hmm. they think you stink. I remember seeing a documentary on the Apollo. There's always the same elderly woman that's front and center. And she really gets in. If she's getting into it, that means you got a chance. If she's not, <laughs> you may be doomed. But people come from all over the world to have uh, an opportunity for uh, auditioning. Right. Uh, all right. You know what? Trey, get us out when we need to get out. I let okay. us on a little bit too long there. So when you're ready, we'll do a little Ask Us Anything brought to you by Janet Jackson and Travion Berkland <laughs> and the Apollo Theater. Well, with that being said, favorite Janet Jackson song that you want to oh, see performed? Well, that's easy. That, mine, mine's easy. That's Black Cat. Because that's where K-State got the growl from. And I should say Dave Lewis. Dave has taken the credit for getting that growl for K-State. Maybe did. I don't believe him. <laughs> um, but I didn't know that the growl was from that song until I started doing number one song of the day and like just kind of searching for all the songs, seeing like, which one do I want to play? Which one do I not want part of number one song of the day? I was like, oh my God, I know that growl. This is Janet Jackson. Oh my God, how about that? Nice. Best so, things in life are free or Rhythm Nation? Rhythm Nation will be pretty good live. Yeah. 
Monica was doing some research on the tour and started to get fired up this weekend. I need to uh, transfer you your tickets. Yes, you do. I'm not trying to watch or see anything. I hope she does. You know, and this is my Michael bias as well. But Scream, I hope she performs Scream, the duet she did with Michael. That would be pretty special. I bet she does. That would be really special. So with your meet and greet, where is your seat? It's third row. Ooh. Yeah, so it's... It's it's pretty good. Is there any concern that she's going to lip sync? I think she will. You think she will? Or yeah. won't? I think she will. You will? She will like the whole show? Not the whole show. I think she'll there'll be more it'll be choreographed. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be more dance heavy segments that I think she'll lip sync for just like any other you know, artist of her caliber. She set the stage for all those ladies in the pop world, you know, Britney Spears and all that stuff. She was the forerunner. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, you know, you know, eh. if you need some help, why not? Yeah, we've kind of progressed to that point. I mean, con- concerts in the 90s specifically started to move that way with pop because everybody started expecting the dance stuff to be as heavily right. a part of the right. show as the music. Michael Jackson did it too. You know, he would lip sync sometimes when the choreography was too much, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to hear him, begin, <laughs> you know, because it sounds crazy. Mike Jack, nobody's more in shape than Mike Jack. All right. He doesn't huff and puff. It could get crazy, though. All right. What else you got for us? I'll give one question because then we okay. got to get the heck out of here. Um, Are we going to the top? I, it looks like it. Okay. <laughs> you found $2,000 on the ground. What would you do with it? Pocket it. But what would you do with it? What would you spend it on? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like, I mean, are you going to take it to the police station or what? Right now, you, you know Samaritan? what? Well, you know what I'm collecting money for. I mean, honestly, what we're collecting money for. So that's an added $2,000 that goes into that account. Right. By the way, what concert are you going to tomorrow? Uh, Blues Traveler. Oh, that's going to be cool. In Hutch. Lindsay's a big fan of Blues Traveler. Nice. And I, I like him too. I'm not as big a fan as she is, but I know the hits. And um, I know, because I, last year I took her to Alice in Chains, and I knew that wasn't right up her alley, but that's one of my favorites. Well, now, you know, returning the favor, and right. I'm going to watch her in her environment with one of her favorites. Right. Yep. I know she won't be rocking out as hard as I did for Alice in Chains, but. It's kind of hard to there. rock out that hard with John Popper. I mean, honestly. I looked up one of their concerts lately. John Popper, like this was earlier this year, or uh, late last year, like right before Thanksgiving. Sounded really good. I was oh, like, yeah. all right, I like that. Doesn't lip sync. All right, for Trey, <laughs> Troy, I'm Mitch. We're out. Go Cats. We'll see you Wednesday after the Royals.